God bless the broken roads that lead you straight to Him. We'll be in Revelation today if you want to turn there. Whoa. (laughs) Revelation 20. Hang on, folks. (laughs) Yeah. The title of the message is Too Late, The Great White Throne Judgment. Interesting topic, to say the least. In Matthew 7, you don't have to turn there, but in Matthew 7, verses 13 and 14, uh, Jesus is talking about the roads (laughs) that we have to live on, okay? Uh, That song is very appropriate because we have a choice of what roads we're going to live on. And in verse 14 of chapter 7, uh, he talks about a road. And that, and that road, he says, is a, there's a very small gate on that road. He said the road is very narrow that leads to life. And he said there'll be very few folks on that road, okay? That road that leads to life, we talked about this last week, did we not? And that is the road that leads to the judgment seat of Christ, where every believer one day will have their works judged. Their sins will not be judged, if you'll remember, because that was done at the cross. When Jesus died on that cross and He rose again, and when you accepted Him as Lord and Savior, He took all of your sin and He gave you all of His righteousness. So at the judgment seat of Christ, your sins will not be brought up again. You will not be condemned. Therefore, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, Romans 8.1. So we think that for believers, we get rewarded for the good things. We talked about last week, the judgment seat. It would be an exciting time for Christians as, as the, the righteous judge looks at the things that we've done as believers and said, good job, and here is your crown for what you have done. A great, tremendous thing, a time of blessing, if you would, taking place right after the rapture for only Christians. But in that same parable in Matthew 7, he talks about another road. And he says, in that road, is, it's, a, it's a very broad gate, a very wide gate. He said, the road is, is very broad. And he said, the road leads to destruction. And he said, most will be on that road. Well, today, that's what we're going to look at, that road, if you will. And that road that leads to destruction will eventually lead every unbeliever standing in front of the Holy God and Christ Jesus at the great white throne judgment. That's what we're going to look at today. The fate of every person ever born that has rejected Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. In Revelation 20.15, we read these words. I think the whole passage is, is, is something. Revelation 20, 11 through 15. I just want to read 15 first. And it says this, If anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. Perhaps the most chilling verse of all the Bible. Perhaps the most chilling set of verses, 11 through 15 that you'll ever find in the Bible because it talks about the fate 
of every person born from creation to the end of the millennium that rejected Christ. Chilling, sad, but I think it's something that we all need to know. We all need to understand. I believe most people would say, yeah, and I know there's a judgment coming. Uh, Hebrews 9, 27, there's pointed for men to die once, and then what? Then there is judgment. You know, I think people have different ideas about the coming judgment, if you will. Uh, I think most people would tell you that, that uh, uh, if my good works will outnumber my bad works, that when I go stand in line waiting to get into heaven, St. Peter will look at that and he'll look at my balance sheet and, and more good than bad and he'll let me come in and, or vice versa, if you would. And that's a, probably the most prevailing thought process of most people. But you know what? That's not biblical. Did you know what? That's fake news. Did you know that's disinformation, if you would? Because there is absolutely no truth in that statement that I just made. Because you see, your, your, your eternal fate is sealed at the time of your death. Did you know that? You have already decided where you want to spend eternity. And it's all based on one thing. What have you done with Jesus? That's all it's going to be. There's going to be one question. What have you done with Jesus? Have you accepted Him as Lord and Savior? Or have you just lived your life how you wanted to? You get to choose your eternity. I hope today you will choose correctly. As we look, begin looking at this great white throne judgment, when will it be? When will this great white throne judgment, the judgment of every unbeliever, when will it take place? Well, let's see if we can, we can pull something from the Scriptures. In verse 11... Now let's go, not verse 11, let's go to verse 5, first of all, of chapter 20. And it says, And the rest of the dead did not come to life until a thousand years were completed. The rest of the dead. Well, who's he talking about there? At the end, at the beginning of the tribulation, as the rapture has taken place, every Christian will be raptured up. We know that, don't we? That we'll be caught up in the air, our, our bodies will meet our spirit or our soul in the air, and we'll meet Jesus in the air, okay? So every believer will be, have, have been resurrected. The Bible, talks about, the Bible talks about at the end of the tribulation that those saints that have been martyred during the tribulation, and, and, and many believe even the Old Testament prophets and the Old Testament believers will be resurrected at the end of the tribulation, Okay? And as we look at the end of the tribulation and we, and we move towards uh, uh, the millennium, if you would, uh, the Bible talks about that, that Christians have been, have been resurrected. But who are these dead that are there in verse 5? The rest of the dead. The rest of the dead are those people who have rejected Christ from the beginning of creation to the end of the millennium. Every person who's rejected Christ, who didn't accept Him as Lord and Savior, that is the rest of the dead. We find out in, in, in Revelation 19.10 that the Antichrist and, and the false prophet have already been bound and, and put, in, put in the lake of fire, and they've been there for a thousand years now. And at the, millennium, at the end of the millennium, the thousand-year reign of Christ here on this earth, then Satan will be bound, the Bible talks about, and thrown into the lake of 
of fire will he will never be able to escape. And, and once that has happened, once that thousand-year reign here on this earth and, and anti and false and, and the devil himself have all been bound into the lake of fire, then at that point, at the end of the millennium, before the new heaven and earth has begun here on earth, then the great white throne judgment will take place. Who will be the judge for the unredeemed? Who's going to stand in judgment of those people that have never accepted Christ? Well, we see in verse 11. We see in verse 11. And he says, I saw a great white throne and him who sat upon it and whose presence earth and heaven fled away and no place was found for them. Who will be sitting on the, the throne at the great white throne judgment? Jesus himself will be that judge. Jesus will judge believers at the judgment seat of Christ. And now a thousand years later, he, he judges the unredeemed. In John five twenty two, it says this. Not even the Father judges anyone, but has given all judgment to the Son. The righteous one, the perfect one, will rule perfectly and righteously. Romans 2.16 says, On that day, according to the gospel, God will judge the secrets of men through Jesus Christ, who will be the, the great judge. Jesus will be the great judge at the great white throne judgment. When will that judgment take place? Or where will that judgment take place? Well, we don't know. <laughs> How's that for preaching? I don't know. Because it says, it says from this throne and they sat upon it and his presence and whose presence earth and heaven have fled away and no place was found for them. At the end of the millennium, God is now preparing the earth for the new heaven and the new earth. He's getting away with all the sinful things of this earth. He's going to make it just like the Garden of Eden. He's going to make it perfection. So, so these unredeemed people are not going to inhabit this earth anymore. And we know in heaven that, that the unredeemed are not allowed in the presence of, of holy God. So, so the Bible doesn't tell us where this great white throne judgment is going to be. But I can tell you this, it will be no place for them to hide. It will be no place for them to hide. They will now eventually will have to come and stand before the throne room of God. God knows where that's going to take place, but the Bible doesn't tell us where, it would, where it's going to take place. Who will be judged? At the great white throne judgment. Who will be judged? At the great white throne judgment. In verse 12 we read this. And I saw the dead, the great and the small, standing before the throne. Verse 13. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it. And death and Hades gave up the dead which were in them. We see there in, in that verse, dead. The dead is a reflection of the grave. Hades is the holding place, if you would, for every unbeliever. Okay? And what that will be is who will be there? It will be every person who's rejected Jesus in their life. Every person who has rejected Jesus in their life. They too will be resurrected. Did you know that? They too, just like, just like Christians are resurrected at their rapture, Okay? Body, soul, meat. So it will be for the unbeliever. The death, which is the grave, will give up the bodies. 
Hades, which is holding the holding tank for the souls, will then all meet together for the great white throne judgment. Very similar, is it not? A guy by the name of Erwin Lutzer, a biblical writer, talks about this, about the great white throne. He said, you know, there's going to be a lot of religious people at the great white throne judgment. A lot of religious people. He said, there's going to be Protestants there. He said, there's going to be Catholics there. He said, there's going to be Buddhists and Hindus and Muslims will be there. He said, there will be people there that believe in one God. There'll be people there that believe in many gods. There'll be people there that believe in no God. He said, there'll be religious people that believe that through meditation, that they receive salvation. No. There'll be people there that said, my good works will allow me into heaven. No. There'll be good moral people. There'll be immoral people. There'll be the priests and the pastor will be there. There'll be the nun and the missionaries that will be there. And when these religious people are now standing before God in the, in the throne room, the great white throne, they're going to be shocked that they're even there. I mean, the Bible talks about it. Jesus even warned folks. He said, man, they're going to be shocked because in, in Matthew 7, 22 and 23, he talks about this, where the folks go, did we not, did we not heal people? Did we not perform miracles? Did we not do great things for you, Jesus? And one of the saddest answers there is what? What does he say? He says, depart from me. I never knew you. You see, those people have religion, but they don't have a relationship None of this is about religion. It's all about a relationship with Jesus Christ. John 14, 6 says what? Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man, no person comes to the Father but through me. Religion will get you standing in front of Jesus at the great white throne judgment. Relationship will get you rewarded at the judgment seat of Christ. I know which one I want. I hope you do too. You know, the, the wealthy, the class, uh, those accomplishments, everything that we've done at the great white throne judgment, they're all going to be on level ground. Did you know that? It's going to be all level ground. Didn't make any difference. The greater or the small will all be standing on a level ground. The banker and the beggar, level ground. The prince and the pauper, level ground. The criminal and the CEO, level ground. The professional athlete and the handicapped, level ground. The doctor, the bricklayer, the teacher, the farmer, the oil baron, all level ground. And as they stand before Christ at that great white throne judgment, and the ground is level, they're standing. Do you know how they're standing? They are standing without hope. They have no 
hope because they have rejected Christ in their life. I don't know about you, but that is a sad statement to make. They stand with no hope. They have lived their lives however they wanted to, and now they stand with no hope. The Bible says in verse 12, he says, And the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. Did you know that, in essence, you might say, that your life is, is being videotaped, <laughs> if you would, okay? God and his angels are keeping track of what you do. The good and the bad and the ugly. And he says, for the unbeliever, I'm going to open up some books. And, and it's going to reveal your life, if you would. And, and, and there's, we're not, I'm not sure how many books that will be at the great white throne judgment. I mean, there's some, I can give you some verses I'm going to here about different kinds of books. But it all comes back to the way you've lived your life. And the way you rejected Christ. We see in the book of the law, Romans 3.20 will be, uh, I believe the Bible says, could, could be part of those books, the book, which is a book of the law. The book of works, you see some, see some verses there, all those things that we did as people, uh, books of, the, of our works, the good, the bad, and the ugly. We see the next one, the book of secrets in, in Luke 8.17. It talks about the secrets and whether or not these are books or not, but these are things that, that God is collecting, if you would. And the Bible says anything done in secret will be revealed someday. Okay? It will be shouted from the top rooftops. Book of secrets. The book of words. The things that we say, Matthew 12, 36 and 37. Uh, talks about our words will judge us, if you will, as he records the things that we say, the good and the bad and the ugly will be used against every unbeliever at the great white throne judgment. I believe the Bible will be there as a book. Uh, John 12, 48, because, because it, it, it will reveal uh, your life, how you dealt with God's Word. How much light did you take in from His Word? How, 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 how much did you take in and how much exposure have you had to God's Word? And, God, and Jesus will use that in order to determine the type of punishment, if you would, for an eternity. He will, use his God, he will use this book to do that. There could be other books. Those books could be combined. I don't know for sure. But I'm telling you, the way we live and the way we act for the unbeliever is being recorded. And one day, they will speak out and they will bring judgment upon you if you're an unbeliever. The other book that is listed there is the book of life. Okay, the book of life. Uh, a guy by the name of Henry Morris uh, uh, wrote about this book of life. And, and I've and I got to admit, I don't know if this is biblical. Uh, and I'm not sure. That's why I'm telling you this. But I think it gives us an illustration. And maybe we can understand what this book of life is like. Okay? So, so don't, don't just... Say, well, this is what the pastor said. This is an illustration, I think, that helps, at least helps my, my little pea brain, if you would, to understand what the book of life is going to be. And he, and he writes in here and he says, you know, the book of life, it, uh, number one, it says, uh, every person at the time of conception, their name is written 
in this book of life. Every person. And he says that's the first column. And if you would, and the second column is, will be a date of uh, accountability. When were you accountable for your salvation? Okay? And then he says the third, the third column would be uh, the date of your conversion, when you accept Christ as Lord and Savior. And then the fourth column, he says, he said will be uh, uh, the fruits. Will be, they will list an evidence of your salvation. And like I said, I don't know if that's biblical, but that gives you a picture of what the book of life is, okay? And, and, the, and the Bible says at the time of your passing, when your eyes close for the last time here on this earth, okay, and you have nothing in the third column and you have nothing in the fourth column. If you have nothing that says, I have been converted, if you have no evidence that says you've been converted, the Bible says your name has been blotted out of the book of life. And it's the final straw, if you would, that Jesus will look at and said, I'm now casting you into eternal lake of fire. I believe also, and I, I see some of you thinking that, hmm, I believe there is a book of life, and I also believe there is the Lamb's book of life. Because you see, in, in the book of life, those names can be blotted out because they have rejected Christ. In the Lamb's book of life, I believe that your name is written at the time of conversion. And if you're written in the Lamb's book of life, that is written in permanent ink. That can never be blotted out, can never be changed, can never be pulled out of that book. I'm so thankful for that too, you know it. I'm so thankful for that. So we see the books. The books will be used to... to uh, Judge us, if you will. We see that in the end of 13. Uh, books were written according to our deeds. And then in the last part of 13, we judged every one of them according to their deeds. And then we read 14 and 15. Where it says, Then death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. Those, those are no longer needed. Death, the grave, is no longer needed. Hades, the holding tank of unredeemed souls, is no longer needed. That's thrown into the lake of fire, it says. This is a second death, the, the lake of fire. And in 15 it says, And if anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was also thrown into the lake of fire. What is this lake of fire, if you would? Uh, the Bible calls it hell. If your name is not written in the book of life, the Bible says the road that you're taking, which is wide and a large gate, and a lot of folks are going to be there with you. So that's the lake of fire. And for those who have never been redeemed, that is your destination. That is your destruction, he said. That is your final destination, is that. Well, what is that? And I, I've got some stuff in here, what the Bible says about the lake of fire, uh, about hell itself. Uh, I wanted just to you to see that. You can, you can look at those verses and see we... We see in Matthew twenty five forty one it is a everlasting fire prepared for devil and his angels. Everlasting fire. Matthew twenty five forty six is everlasting punishment. Second Thessalonians one nine, everlasting destruction. Luke sixteen, twenty through twenty eight is a place of torment and flames. Matthew thirteen forty two is a place of wailing and gnashing of teeth. Mark nine forty eight. It's a place where the worm never dies and the fire is never quenched. Revelation 14, 10 and 11, it is a place of fire 
and brimstone. Not a pretty picture of what eternity would be like for those that have never accepted Christ as your Savior. You know, <clears throat> that lake of fire will be forever and forever. There is a, a feeling now, and I've, I've, I've heard this, that, well, uh, that's just going Hell, hell's just going to be just for a short period of time. That, that God's not going to, he's not going to leave you all there forever. That after a while, he's going he's to give you a pardon and clemency and get you out of there. No, that's not biblical. Hell is forever and forever and forever. Well, you say, well, you know, I, you know, I, I want to live my life my way. You know, like, like the Frank Sinatra song. I want to do it my way. Maybe that's, maybe that's the case. Maybe, maybe you say, you know, I'm just not interested in that Bible stuff. You know, I'm just not interested in that kind of stuff. I mean, that's just, that's, that's, for, that's for old women and, and weak people, and, and I don't need all that kind of stuff. It just doesn't seem to fit with me. Or maybe, maybe it's that person who says, you know, I kind of enjoy the way I live, the sin. I kind of enjoy that. I mean, I've had people say that, that, that you know, I, I just like the way I'm living. And, and, and I, don't need, I, I don't need a Savior right now. It, I, it just, it's good. Well, no, it's not. Or maybe there's those people, and, and maybe there's some of, some of us in here, I don't know, that, that say, you know, I'm going to just, I'm going to put it off until tomorrow. I'm going to put it off until next week. And you come to church, and you've been at church for years. You've been coming for years. And, and, and every Sunday, you know, the pastor bring, gives an invitation, and, 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 and maybe the, the message kind of just hits you today. And you got this going on here, and, and you don't feel good, and you kind of know that you need to, you know, you know, he's wanting you to make a decision or, or come forward and accept Christ, and, and you don't, and you're going to put it off, uh, put it off for next week. And you don't feel good during the invitation time, but, you know, when, when he prays and shuts up and you walk out that back door, I feel pretty good now. I'm not convicted anymore. It's not bad. And you come next Sunday, and you hear the same thing, and you, have, you come under conviction because if you're sinning, you go, ah, I don't, uh, next week, maybe tomorrow. There's a great line in, in one of the great movies of all time, Rocky Three, And Apollo Creed is, is talking to, to Rocky, and he's trying to get him fired up about stuff. And, man, you've got to start training. And he says, man, Rock, he said, there is no tomorrow. There is no tomorrow. There is no tomorrow. And I'm here to tell you today, in terms of salvation, today is the day of salvation. Because the more times you put it off and you sit through that invitation, you can't sit there and you're ready to get out of here, and you go and leave on that back door and you come again, and it happens to you again, and it happens to you again, and it happens to you again, and all of a sudden now the invitation means nothing to you. Because you've quenched that spirit so many times. And you, and, 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 and you say, well, I must be good now. I'm not under conviction anymore. And yet, all you've done is put it off and put it off and put it off. And the Bible says maybe, maybe you want to be a believer. You're a wannabe. But you can't take that first step out of the pew and accept Christ as Lord and Savior. Maybe you're a pretender, if you would, that, that you come to church and, and, and check the box and but 
yeah, no, I really, really never really accepted him as Lord and Savior. I just never got around to it, but I want people to think that I am, okay? I want them to think. And you're a pretender. And the Bible says pretenders and wannabes will now stand before Jesus at the great white throne judgment. They thought they were good, but they know in their heart they're not. And they sat there with pride and sat there, what would other people say? And I, I just know, and it's not. Hell will be full of those people that procrastinated. They said, not today. Not today. Tomorrow. Sunday. Next Sunday. Next Sunday. And all of a sudden, next Sunday never comes. And they close their eyes for the last time. And now their eternity is sealed. What a sad thing. I don't know about you, but the, the great white throne judgment should scare you to death. I don't know if that's good preaching or not, but it should. The great white throne judgment for the believer ought to slap you right in the face and say, how come you haven't told somebody how to escape that? You know, we can sit here in our pious pew say, I'm a believer, judgment seat of Christ, I'm going to be rewarded. The heck with those folks. No, that's not the attitude a believer has. You see, a believer, when we see that and we see people who are headed down that road of destruction and eternity separated from holy God forever and ever, you know what? That ought to happen. That ought to break your heart. That ought to hurt you deep. You got to love folks, believers. You got to have a love that says, man, I don't want that to happen to you. So as we look at this message, God, Guys, I, 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 hope, I hope it has scared somebody into trusting in the Lord Jesus Christ. I hope it has motivated somebody to say, I got to tell somebody about my Savior. I've got the greatest story in the history of history stories. I need to tell somebody because I don't want that fate to them. If you're sitting here today and you're a pretender or you're a wannabe or you're a, a, a never believer, <laughs> okay? What can you do? What can you do? The Bible says it's not rocket science. He said, it says if you believe in your heart that Jesus rose from the dead, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, it says what? You will be saved. Whoever calls upon the name of the Lord, Romans 10, 13, will be saved. In just a second, I'm going to give you an opportunity. If you've never been born again, today is the day of salvation. Don't put it off. If you know in your heart of hearts that you're a pretender, you're a wannabe, I'd like that, but... Today will be your opportunity to come and get right with the Lord, to accept Him as Lord and Savior. I'm going to give every born-again believer who will be rewarded at the judgment seat of Christ, I'm going to ask you to pray. And I want to ask you to pray hard 
for the pretenders and the wannabes. Those that if they don't change the direction of their life, they will be thrown into a lake of fire forever and forever where the worm never dies, the fire is never quenched, eternally separated from holy God. Oh, my gosh. It don't get no better, no worse than that right there. Okay? Why would somebody, why would somebody value 70, 80, 90 years on this earth and forget what eternity has for them? I don't know. As the piano plays, let's bow our head and close our eyes. There's, there is the invitation. The altars are open. If you want Christ in your life, come and get Him today. If you have unconfessed sin in your life, confess it and let's get it cleaned up. Christians, pray for those who are not Christians. The altars are open. We'll be waiting. I'll be here if you need to talk.